Hey there, fellow streakers. Jamie and I today are going to be talking with you about a subject that we're both passionate about. Yes, it is streaking, but it's something other than streaking, and it happens to be core questions. Through this conversation, you'll learn what core questions are, how you use them to strengthen and improve relationships, and what type of streaks you can use to do that. So let's start streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it? Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is streaking. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking. To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple. Keep a record and join the streaking community. Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want. In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all. So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today. Exciting. This was a fun, I, this, I'm going to claim credit for this podcast because this was my idea. You have a lot of great ideas. And so I wanted to. I mean, not just one. I mean, you have several. For example, we've been working a little bit on future iterations of the app and Jamie just came up with a great idea the other day. We're not going to tell it right now because we're not ready to release that to the world. But it was amazing. It really was. I know know you're kind of making fun of that, but that was, it was a huge, huge breakthrough. Something that I think is uh, going to propel us into the future quite significantly. She's, she often is under, she, what, I I say discounts herself. She discounts herself quite a bit, but she's a pretty amazing individual. So thank you. You're welcome. So, okay. Is it hard to sit there and take that? (laughs) Claiming credit for today's topic. Yes. Because we were talking about shared experiences last week and the value and importance of friendships and shared experiences, creating friendships and relationships within your family. And, but we were talking afterwards about, well, you can't, share every experience with people. Sometimes there's experiences that you wanted to be a part of, but you couldn't. And we were talking about, and I, and I kind of asked the question, you teach something that I think is absolutely amazing. And it's called core questions. It's, it's how it's a, it's a way of asking questions. Right. And I wanted to talk to you today about can core questions and the teaching of that work with conversation questions, like asking good questions mm-hmm. so that you could be a part of a shared experience that you weren't necessarily physically a part of. Right. And absolutely you can. Because that was your answer when I said, mm-hmm. well, what about those times when you, you just couldn't be a part of that shared experience? Right. And you're like, well, if you ask good questions, you can still be a part of it. You can actually be a really big part of it. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as the experience is concerned, you can almost be as if you were there. I mean, there's sometimes... <laughs> In our marriage, now that we've been married 31 years, coming up on 31 years, actually August 3rd, Mm -hmm. happy anniversary, hun, in case on the day I actually forget, I want to... You're not the one that forgets. That was my my bad last year. Let's not talk about that, please. I didn't even bring bring it up. Go ahead. Thank you. What I recognize is that there are sometimes I thought you were with me in Mm -hmm. an experience because you know so much about it and have asked me about it in so many different ways that I literally thought you were with me in that experience when it was, you weren't. It's a shared experience, but only because we've talked about it so So many times, but not that I was necessarily there. That you were necessarily there. Mm -hmm. So I think a good thing would be to talk about it 
hold on, got it. Oh, sorry, technical difficulty there. I'm back. Um, to talk about it, first of all, what is the genesis of core questions? Okay. I think we go there as far as what's the genesis, and then we can talk about the specifics of core questions and how that might relate to being able to have an experience with someone, even though you weren't in the experience. In the experience. Yeah. So tell us, how did you, because you've been, I think you are a student of questions. Yeah. Being in sales, Mm -hmm. being um, avid, you enjoy communication at all levels. Yeah. Communication major in college. So questions is at the heart of all good communication, I think, in a lot of ways. I think that's, yeah, I would. The reason I kind of was thinking about that a little bit as far as are questions at the heart of good communication? And I would say absolutely. I think so, because a a huge part of communication, a barrier to communication is misunderstanding Mm -hmm. for a million different reasons, experience, bias, just not understanding. And so questions, I think, are what help us overcome in large degree those misunderstandings. Yeah, I agree. So the genesis was a little bit sales one one sales workshop i took quite some time ago was i don't know at the very beginning of my sales career they talked about asking high gain questions in this mm-hmm. workshop and high gain questions in their definition were questions that would progress the conversation that would move it to the next step in sales you're moving to the next step toward either a close where i'm closing with a particular client or uh, I'm or a loss. It's a close or a loss. Okay. Either way, but the high gain question is always progressing you in the conversation. That was the first impetus of looking at questions and saying, "There's a lot more to questions than I've I've ever considered before." Mm-hmm. The second genesis of core questions was Sunday school class. I noticed that many times in Sunday school class, we'd read a scripture, and the teacher would ask a question that would say something like, what did that scripture just say? And no one would answer anything. And I started to think to myself, why, why aren't people answering? Especially questions that they obviously know yeah, the answer to. Yeah, it seemed like it was it obvious like the answer to. Right? I mean, list for me the three things that were in that scripture, mm-hmm. right? Well, you should have love, hope, and charity, something right. like that, or faith, hope, and charity. But no one would answer that question. It was so obvious that Everyone was just like looking around saying, well, did no one get that? I mean, we all just read the scripture, so why do we get it? So this really started my thinking about questions and what is the information or the response that we're soliciting when we ask a a particular question. And there are individuals who are very skilled at being able to get to the core of a human being, of a person. And that's where I, I started to really think about core questions. And are there certain types of questions that garner a certain response that allow you to move and progress further in a conversation? And if you know the pattern to ask these questions, then you'll be able to get to know someone much, much better and also facilitate a conversation much better as well. As you were talking, I was thinking about when we first were dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember coming home from one of the dates and just thinking, I told him more than I've ever told anybody. Like you were great at asking questions and I just kept answering them. <laughs> and I remember thinking that the, is it Shrek? It's like, 
it's a, it's like an onion. onion. Onions have layers. I think of that all the time yeah. when we talk about questions because I feel like it's this ability to get down through these different layers. Right. And and I think sometimes part of what you have that I don't know if that I've noticed is this ability to not be intimidated to ask the question. I think sometimes we're a little bit nervous. Maybe I think sometimes I'm a little bit nervous because I don't want to get too personal or I don't want to make them uncomfortable or something. And you're much more comfortable asking questions, but you've also learned the skill of saying things like, do you mind if I ask you a personal question uh-huh. or a little bit more personal? So you right. kind of prep the person. Right, exactly. Beforehand. Because um, as you were talking about core questions, I, I thought sometimes it's hard to get to, not everybody wants to share at that level and being able to, but then a lot of times people do want to share. They do want to talk about things but but maybe nobody's ever asked. One of the principles that I go on that is another sales principle that w- is outlined in Helping Clients Succeed, which is a Franklin Covey uh, sales course, is that your intent counts more than your technique. And so you say, when you say, for example, I ask, do you mind if I ask you a question? Right. It's out of genuine curiosity. I really am curious genuinely curious about how a person works, how they Mm. tick, what it is that drives and motivates them. It's very difficult for me to be on the surface or the crust very long. I find that if, if someone doesn't want to delve deeper, and this is one of the reasons why I fell in love with you is because when I'd ask the questions, we would start to go into deep conversation. Mm -hmm. And I always enjoyed that. That was in fact, one of the first things that I fell in love with about you is that we could have we could go from crust to mantle to outer core, inner core very quickly and go up and down through those in many different topics and areas. In fact, that's what one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast with you is because we start to sink into some of these core areas, which are a lot of fun to discuss for me. Mm-hmm. If we stay on the surface, sometimes people call that small talk. That's very difficult for me to stay on the surface. And I have no idea why. It just is. You just like the deeper. I mean, what about you? Do you find so, that, well, do, you, I, do you like the deeper conversations yes, or does do. it make you nervous? I find them fulfilling, Yeah, but also have had to learn to get used to them. Um, like I said, I think the memory of those first few dates are so embedded because it was uncomfortable for me. I had never had someone ask questions to continue asking the questions to, yeah. to get past that surface level and ask even more questions like, well, why do you think that way? Or mm-hmm. in, but in a way that genuinely was curious about it. And and I do think that for it took me a while to feel comfortable with that, to yeah. not feel a little exposed, I right, guess. Right. Yeah. And so so you just mentioned what the core the kind of the, the idea of a core question. Right. Each of the core of uh, the levels the of levels. the questions. So the, yeah. the crust, the mantle, the outer core, and then the inner core. Right. And why did you relate it to the crusts of the earth? The, the what I layers felt, of the earth? What I felt as I thought about this, this, these layers or questioning is you're digging down into the soul of a person. Okay. I mean, right to their core, the things that they protect the most, the things that they are a little bit shy to share because they're personal. Right. And those personal things are sacred to them. And that sacred ground, you've got to earn your way to that sacred ground and you've got to be a trusted source right? or a trusted individual. One of the other tenets that I have is if you share with me a story 
it's not my story now. It's mm -hmm. still your story to share. I just appreciate that you shared it with me. If you want to share it with someone else, you certainly can. But I would have to get your permission to be able to share your story. To share that story. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is that as you're talking about getting to the core or soul of a person and asking questions, that's that's intense. It is. So, it, is. it is absolutely intense. Do you have some kind of guidelines or, or rules for yourself in that you have as you're talking about getting to the core? Like, do you do that with everybody? Or do you, do you kind of, what Honestly, is... people control how far it goes. Okay. Because they'll start to not answer or they'll stay at a certain level and not want to go any further. Okay. And you'll sense that. You'll feel it. I've felt it before where I'm getting to sensitive area and they're getting uncomfortable. You can see their body language change. Mm -hmm. You can see them backing off. A lot of times in youth, and you'll find this in youth, they laugh. They'll make mm -hmm. a joke of it. They'll, okay. they'll have humor. When you start to get to a place that's sensitive for them, a lot of youth will just humor it off. Make it make a joke, laugh at something, get distracted. And probably a lot of people in general, I think, you know, humor and laughing is a defense mechanism to sure. kind of bounce it off. So, yep. Oh, we're mm -hmm. getting getting a little close there. Let's shut that down and yeah. put that wall up a little Adults, bit. Adults, um, as as you get to be an adult, a lot of times you will when people are asking questions that get that are getting to the core of something you feel and you don't want to share it, sometimes they'll become belligerent or mm -hmm. angry. I mean, those are some of the ones that come along as well. I, I often say that insecurities are hidden in the core of our soul. Yeah. And I'll often protect those with anger or laughter or arrogance, um, overcompensate, mm -hmm. overzealousness. Mm -hmm. Any of those areas, I'll protect it because that's, you're talking to the core of me. I, right. I don't, I don't share that with people. I don't share that with people. Mm -hmm. And when you get close to it, defense mechanisms go off. Right. Right. Warning, warning. And all of a sudden, the surface-to-air missiles start to patrol, and you start getting nailed with them. So you have a way of defining the core questions in the sense of, so so talk to us about a crust-level question. So let's do it in context of something everyone will understand. So a vacation. Let's, let's go okay. with that. So think about our Hawaii vacation. Okay. All right? You and I went on it. And let's just say for a minute that I didn't go. Okay. All right. That you went with a bunch of girlfriends. Okay. And now you're coming back and I'm asking you about this vacation. Okay. So the first layer of any crust or of any questions is the crust. And that's basic information. Oh, what time did you get there? So if I were to ask you that, what time did you get to Hawaii? Mm, sometime in the evening. Yeah. Right, and where did you go right after that? I wish we had talked about this because now I'm like, where did we go? You remember, we were in Maui. We went to the we Airbnb. We went to the Airbnb. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we landed. We went to the Airbnb. Oh, really? And what did you like about the Airbnb? Oh, I loved it. it the one that we had, I was pleasantly surprised because it was nice. It was right off of the ocean. And um, I loved it. It was clean. And... The ocean. We the could ocean. Hear from I know. I was like, <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't seem to say enough about the ocean. It was right there. I could open the door and you could hear it and right. see it. Exactly. And smell it. Yeah. It was amazing. So those are information questions. Okay. Pretty easy to retrieve and think about. Even if you don't remember something, you're like, you know what? I don't remember exactly what time we got there. But there's no defense mechanisms on and any of those. You bring up a good thing because, or a good point, and something maybe to be aware of as you're asking questions is that it takes people a little bit of time to go back and be like, what did I do? Cause yeah. now as we're talking, I'm like, Oh yeah, we went to Costco and we didn't, we hadn't rented a car. And so we had to find 
um, we, we did Uber. And so all these different things that I'm like, oh, that's right. We did that. So yeah. giving people a little bit of time yeah. to answer to and think, think through, through, it. through it. Right. That's where crust questions are great because mm-hmm. I'm not encroaching on anything sensitive. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving to a place where you might start to pull up your defenses and be like, well, that's kind of a personal question. Right. But we're just gathering information. Okay. And so with that, it's, I mean, you could go through your whole itinerary on the crust and never really go past that. Never go past that. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes that's where you'll be with people. Mm-hmm. They'll, for example, if you've ever sat through anyone's slideshow of pictures that they've had on a particular vacation, that is all crust information. And then we went here and then, and then we, we went, went here, here and we really enjoyed this experience. And yeah. It was a lot of fun and we did this and we did that. All of those things are crust questions. Okay. So, so what a, a crust question does is it gathers information. Okay. Or it solicits information from the individual. Very non... Threatening, threatening. non... Yeah, non-combat. None of those. Very surface. So then the next questions down, once you you establish information, if you want to start drilling down, then you get to the mantle questions. And mantle questions will get insights out of people. Now, what is an insight? An insight is putting two different pieces of information together to form something that maybe is a little bit new or expanding. It's like, wow, I didn't ever think of it that way. So for example, let's continue with the Hawaii vacation. And now we're talking about insights. So in the first place that we went, we overlooked the ocean, mm-hmm. right? What were some of the what were some of the things that you thought about while you were out on the balcony overlooking the ocean? I recognized that the sound of the ocean is relaxing to me. That 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 repeated sound. How come and... you think that it is? How come the ocean is relaxing? In your opinion, I mean, what are some of the things you think about why it's so relaxing? I don't know because I thought about that a lot because one of the things that we did is the bedroom was in the back of the Airbnb, closer to like the walkway that you to the the outside of kind of the apartment complex. And the living room was what opened up to the ocean. And the second night we were there, we grabbed the mattress and put it in the living room so we could sleep and hear the ocean. Yeah. So we slept on the floor of the living room. I slept so good. And I'd been having a little bit of trouble sleeping before we came to Hawaii. And that second night I realized, I was like, the sound of the ocean with that door open and being able to hear the sound of the ocean through the night, just I slept so good. So I don't know what it is about the repeated sound of the ocean of but the it is the waves in. it was very very relaxing to me and so immediately i felt a like a, a release when as i'd stand out on the balcony like okay i can relax we're here so right now we're into the next level of questions because you're not just giving me information you're actually sharing with me things that are inside that i otherwise wouldn't be able to see mm-hmm. all the information questions I could actually see myself. Mm-hmm. I could go and see, take the same itinerary, see the same things. But now I'm getting information from you that I wouldn't otherwise know because it's insightful. It's stuff that you're sharing like, hey, the ocean relaxes her. right? And so sounds of the ocean. So that may be something that shares an insight that if I'm having trouble sleeping at home, I may want to get something that has the sounds of the ocean mm-hmm. insight into yourself that you're be, that you're now sharing with me very cool so that that is where mantle questions 
when you when you start to get into mantle questions, sometimes people feel like, oh, that's the core. Right. That's deep. That's deep. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. When in actuality, you've gone a layer deeper. And so you feel a little closer to the person. And now I'm starting to get this picture of the experience that you've had that's much different than what I had previously of just the slideshow. Right. You're right. You, now you've learned something a little right. bit more specific to my experience in Hawaii. Right. And now something starts to happen. We start to connect. Hmm. And when we're connecting, this is what's now building the relationship. Because you're sharing something that is not protected anymore by the crust, which the crust is often the hardest to get through with any particular relationship. The crust of the earth, and that's one of the reasons I compared it to the earth, the crust of the earth is in areas very hard. You need different type of drill bits to really get down through it to get to the mantle, which is a little bit softer. It's still mm -hmm. a protective layer, but it's a little bit softer and you can discuss it. Right. So then the next level is the outer core. Yeah. And this is application questions. Right. Which I understand how that works in a teaching situation. Mm -hmm. But how do those how do application questions work in a more intimate intimate discussion yeah. and conversation? So now that we've talked about the insights of what you felt on that balcony and where you were there. Right. Now the question starts to be so for example, you were you were saying how you got relaxed, right? And now I'm looking at it and saying, so when you're in that relaxed state, what are some of the things that you feel during that time? How do you, how does that help you? Mm. That is, that's good. So I think as I'm picturing myself out on the balcony, I feel like I'm able to do two things. One, let go of some of the things that are worrying me and, and just let go of them. Yeah. And sometimes the letting go is is two different ways. I can let go of it in the sense that I'm just not going to think about it for a little while. Like I yeah. can let go and not think about it. Or other times the letting go is the opposite that it's like, okay, I can think about that in a more clear way. I'm not so encumbered by sometimes the the strong emotions that are around that thing. The emotions have subsided a little bit and I can I can think about that topic with a little bit more um, just clarity yeah. and less stress that's dealing with all of the emotion. Yeah. And so I feel like both of those things, and maybe that's why I feel that maybe, I don't know if the relaxing part then lends me to getting to this place where I can let go of some things that I don't have to worry about and think more clearly about other things. Yeah. And so... So, so now we'll go right to a core question. So you, you seem to worry a lot. Is that something that you have to be, pay attention to? So as we're talking, I can feel, can feel the it. shift yeah. in how I feel as you're asking that question. Right. And so, yes, I, I do worry yeah. a lot. And that is something that's, that I work on. So, so now, Jamie, that's I That's interesting. Have, yeah. It is, huh? You can feel... You feel you the difference. You feel the difference. And I and it's interesting because even as we're talking, it almost feels like the room goes quieter mm -hmm. and um and you you notice less of what's going on around, or maybe the opposite. Maybe sometimes you're like you feel like there's a light shining on you, right. like you're the only person in the room. But it is an interesting thing. You do there is a 
physical feeling when when you get a little bit more when you get into that more much right. more personal of a question. Yeah. Now Jamie and I have a high level of trust with each other, and she knows that I wouldn't bring anything embarrassing, to, especially we're publishing this to yes. all of our fe- fellow I speakers trust out that there, you right? Yeah. And so that level of trust is earned through time, mm-hmm. and I think the way that trust is earned is through like the what I said up front, where I'm respecting your story, mm-hmm. and it is really your story. Right. And there are times where someone will say, "I really don't want to talk about that," or "I don't want right. to go there." Which is okay. Then you just go right back up to, to core or not to core it to cross questions. And you you just talk back about up. that a lot. Mm-hmm. That that the the point isn't to just get to the core and stay in the core. And right. in actuality, that can be really uncomfortable for people. Right. So you kind of get in and then you go back out. Right. And and go back to so you kind of go back and forth. Yes. And that's what creates more of a comfortable interpersonal conversation. Right. What I've found too is that these questions build on each other. So as you start to go through cross, mantle, outer core, inner core, each one, you can you can go very quickly to core if you know how they build on each other and if you've established a high level of trust. I was going to say that too, yes. Yeah. The, the level now, of trust if I'm just getting to know you, right, and I'm using these questions and I, I know the skill of these questions, I may bounce from cross to mantle a lot mm-hmm. before I ever even go into outer core, or inner core. And that is getting information and having insights. And there may be a lot of that. And then there may be one point in time where, like, for example, in, in what we just shared, where I feel a core question coming on, I know it's going to be a core question. If, if this relaxes you, how much do you have worry in your mm-hmm. life? And what is it that you do in order to have that worry subside? Mm-hmm. You you feel you can go right there to that level again based on the trust, but a lot of times just going back and forth from information to mantle that may be over the course of several different conversations right. as you build trust. As you get to the core questions, that's where you really start to have an intimate relationship with that particular individual or even with a, a group of individuals. Mm-hmm. And that intimacy isn't in every area of life. It just happens to be in that one particular area where you're discussing it. So for example, in Sunday school class, a lot of times teachers who are able to progress down this path where they go from core questions all the way to inner core questions, you often feel spiritual feelings when you get to these level of core questions that helps everyone in the class feel connected to one another. And when you feel that connection, that's a shared experience. Mm. When you've had that that complete time yeah. where you're like, we've well, shared think this about, experience and this feeling together. So think about our dinnertime conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've used core questions in dinnertime well, conversations. Well, that's what, as, as you've been talking, I was thinking a couple of things um, because we've talked a lot about trust, which I think is a huge component of this. And so my initial reaction was, let's be careful that we're not identifying core questions so that you can get to the core of somebody's life as much as it is maybe when you're beginning that you understand that there are questions that are going to be more personal and and being aware where you are in that conversation so that you have the ability to to make the conversation more comfortable yeah and the second thing that i thought that really drives this is a genuine curiosity yeah there you're not trying to manipulate Mm -hmm. um you're not trying to steer the conversation so you can talk about yourself and tell your own stories per se. Most of the time, 
that I've watched you as you have these conversations with people. And the reason I bring this up is because I've watched you do it and speak to people in such a way that I'll walk away from a situation and think, they really told you a lot. (laughs) And it's because of this ability to, in my mind, you almost second naturely understand where you are in the questioning that you're asking a person. So all of the time when you're talking to people, your questions are driven by a genuine curiosity. You you truly do. Uh, And a care. I really do want to know about the individual. And you enjoy learning about people in general Mm -hmm. and why they think the things they think and do the things that they do. And you enjoy learning about the world around you through the experiences that other people have had that you haven't had. I've, I've watched you do that before too, where somebody has a keen interest in something and, and you're like, I have no idea about that. And so you will ask questions to understand what that experience would be like, even right. though you've never had it. Never had it at all. And and so and and that's an interesting thing because if you think about it, part of that experience is the actual doing of it, but also a huge part of the experience is the emotion and the things that the people learned while they were doing that. Mm-hmm which is a key component. I feel like those things reside more in the um, mantle and or the core in the inner core and outer core. Yeah, I agree. Area of yeah. the questions. And so recognizing that what these questions are and how to use them really is a way to facilitate earning trust, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and showing genuine um, interest in other people, as well as being able to recognize how to create a conversation that can be comfortable right where you can genuinely get to know people at a more personal level in a way that doesn't make them feel super exposed <laughs> right Does that yeah it make makes it, and i think it's important to reiterate right there at that point that i'm not doing this to get information that i can use against you later exactly and that's not what it's about at all it's really all about loving an individual enough to know them in, to the point of you're getting some of their real feelings mm-hmm. and recognizing that that comes through a trusting relationship. I don't necessarily use the word time because trust can be built very quickly. I, that's interesting because I was just going to say that exact thing that I'm like, well, that takes time. So it's interesting that you say you don't measure it by time. I don't measure it by time. Okay. I And the reason that I don't is because I can get to somewhere very sensitive with someone very quickly, which means that they've trusted me in a very short period of time. That is true. It's like, so the article that we read last week was about how much time does it make, how many hours how to many make hours a friend. To, right, right. And I don't think that time is not a good measurement for anything. Mm-hmm. It's really how much trust does it take to make a friend? What's the level of trust that you have? And the moment you really start to ask questions and get information that is under that protected layer, you've earned a level of trust that now you have a responsibility to uphold. You have a responsibility to treat that communication with sensitivity and with like a treasure, like Mm -hmm. you would a treasure. That's what I see any type of communication I have with with anyone. So you brought up our dinner conversations because as you're talking, I'm like, I've I've seen this with our own children. Right. In the sense that, which, and one of the things that I've loved about this is that as you've shown that same level of genuine interest in them, it communicates 
a relationship of, yes, I'm your parent and you're the child, but also I'm a person and you're a person Mm -hmm. and I have my own feelings and likes and dislikes and you have your own feelings and likes and dislikes. And there may be a Venn diagram where some of those overlap, but just because you're my child doesn't mean that you're going to have all the same ones that I do. Right. And, and the questioning, being able to recognize this same level of questioning, even when talking with our children, I've watched you show that same level of respect to them when we get to a core question with them, that they are willing to share more things with you. Mm-hmm. And that has been built with trust mm-hmm. because they know, okay, he's not trying to just get something out of me. Yeah. He's genuinely yeah, interested the, the, in me as a person and I'm not going to get in trouble. Right. The best way to shut someone down, to absolutely destroy trust, the best way is to have them answer a outer core question or even worse, an inner core question and then make a mockery of it. That will absolutely shut them down that fast. And for, and for, uh, I mean, it is very difficult to repair that. that, That's why it's so critical when you start asking these questions that you do it in a a respectful, meaningful way and knowing that this is something that I'm not going to laugh at. I'm not going to make a mock of. I'm not going to take and make light of it. This is something that's very serious or very protected for that particular individual. I'll give you a for instance. I was working with, um, this is really early in my, uh, in my career. We had just, we'd taken a new job. We were in Indiana and I was working with a colleague and his, I'll just call him John. Um, John and I were working together to install some of the product and services that we would be selling. Now at the time I was selling door hardware. Mm-hmm. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, door hardware is sold. He was a doorknob salesman. <laughs> I was a doorknob salesman. Now it happened to be high-end commercial doorknobs which were which sold they actually weren't knobs they, they were knobs they were panic bars mm-hmm. well he and i had been assigned to install some product that had been given to it was a boys and girls club or a ymca and we donated this product from ingersoll rand von duprin had donated this product for this particular uh, organization to have two doors installed and we were given the assignment to go and install this so that we knew what it was we were talking about when we were selling it mm, that's good we we so we got out all the equipment, brought everything there, and started to install the first thing, which was the closer. John was a little bit fidgety to to start doing this, and it became very apparent very quickly that he had never used a tape measure. He didn't know how to use a tape measure, and so when I so when we were reading the measurements, he didn't know how that translated on the tape measure. Okay. And so in a very, in a moment, he, he let himself be a little bit vulnerable and he asked me, how do you, how do you tell what a half is or what three quarters is on the tape measure? Now, that is a vulnerable moment. At that moment, let's say I mocked him and I laughed at him. I would have destroyed that friendship or potentially burgeoning friendship or work relationship forever Mm -hmm. because he was vulnerable at that moment. Whereas if I did the other was like, well, you just do it like this, answer it matter of factly or answer it like, oh yeah. So this is a half. These are three quarters. This this is a quarter, quarter, quarter. These are ticks are here explaining the whole thing. 
so and that's the way I chose to do it. And he and I had a great relationship. From that moment on, we were like best buddies. I mean, we shared a lot of different things together and he opened up in a way because I had chosen to respect him and also not make a mockery of him. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I bring that up is we can destroy our children very quickly because children have curious questions that to them are closer to their inner, to their outer core and inner core. To us, may they not should be, be common sense. Kind they should of be common sense so, type of things. And why so do you not we, know that? Yeah. So we just blow it off as mm-hmm. if it's, well, you, you should all know that. I'll tell you right there, if that's the way that you respond, well, everyone should know that. I'm not going to ask any questions yeah, ever can. again. I'm not going to say one word. Become very protective of everything that I don't know. Everything that I don't know. I, I'm not going to share it at all. Mm-hmm. That's And so this getting to these core questions and getting the responses and understanding what type of questions will solicit what type of response gives you the opportunity to really form fantastic relationships and have great shared experiences, even when you haven't shared the experience up outright. Which is, which is so, so if, if you, if you're a person and you're listening to this and you're, and and you're looking at going, okay, I need to improve on asking my questions. Yeah. What kind of streaks do you think you could set that would help you get started? Well, I think because you have a streak that I do. That does so, this. and this is this is one that I one of the things that I love about streaking is it allows you to listen to something and think, oh, that is something that I need to improve on. But honestly, how often are we going to find a way to get practice at asking better questions? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you make quote unquote, time for that. And so, but that was my experience is I was, I've been teaching a class and I thought I was pretty good because I feel like I'm around you all the time. We ask, you ask me questions all the time and I ask questions of my children all the time, but I was in a new setting and I was struggling to build that level of communication with the And so I did set a streak to ask a new question each day. To, Isn't to, it to write it down? To Is write that... down a question. Yeah, I write it down. Write down a question every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been interesting because because I've been doing it for a while now, yeah. a couple months. Right. And more than once, I'll get to the end of the day and have not thought about it at all. Yeah. And be like, oh, I've got to think of a question. And more than once, I've thought, why am I even keeping this streak? Should I keep this streak going? There it is. There's the question. That, I, that is one of my questions. Right. One of the times I did write, should I keep this streak going? And that was my question. question mark. Boom. But what it's done is a couple things have happened. Um, there have been a couple times that I've written down several questions and been able to identify and say, okay, would this be a crest question? And if I wanted to take it to a mantle question, what question, what follow-up question could I ask? So I've done that three or four times in my in my question asking. I've also started to look outward to other places and evaluate the questions that were asked Mm. and started to notice, oh, that's a really good question. And, and so just, I look at it and I think this is something that I would probably want to continue studying for a long time. Like, do I ever want to not continue to strive to get better at asking Mm -hmm good questions. The other day I went through and just, cause a lot of times I'm still, this is one of those streaks that I'm, like I said, I often 
sometimes will not think about it till the end of the day. And so the other night, I have several pages now of these questions. I'm like, I wonder what these, I mean, what are, are these even good questions? So I go back. <laughs> yeah. And I went back and read through the questions and was like, some of these questions are really good. Yeah. Like this is a really good question to ask. Yeah. And and so that would be that was one of my recommendations is to write down a question every day. Yeah. I think to give a little bit even structure to that yeah. to help it be a little bit more laughably simple is to think about a question you might want to ask someone. Hmm. So in other words, think about people in your life and think about and then you could even think about it in these layers and say what kind of information would I want to know from that person? And what's the question I can ask? That's good. And then be able to ask it, here's a core, here's a mantle, here's an outer core, here's an inner core. And you can progress down through those and, and see, and you don't have to write them all, but from one, how you can progress down through each one of those questions. I was thinking too, what if you're even, what if you're in a place where you're like, I'm not even to the place where I'm curious enough to ask the questions. Maybe I need to grow my curiosity more. Mm -hmm. So could you set a streak around, you know, be curious about someone mm -hmm. every day? Like, I think so. Be interested, find a yeah. way to show interest. Think about at least one person daily and what question you might ask them or what. Right. That's why I say give it a little bit of structure. Mm -hmm. It's it's thinking about others or thinking about um, information. You know, science is all about questions. That's where I'm asking questions about the world around me. Mm -hmm. You know, as I look at different materials, what is it that makes up that material? That's one of the things that we have that's beautiful is information is cheap today. Information used to be a premium. It did. It used to be harder, much harder to get. But, but now we are inundated with volumes and, and volumes of information. You can search for anything. And that's really all about asking questions. Mm -hmm. The search is asking the question to be able to return the response that you need from the search engine. You bring up a really good point because how often have I gone looking for something and I Google it and I'm like, no, that's not what I'm looking for at all. At all. <laughs> In other words, you've got to be better at asking the question right, exactly. so that you get back what you're actually looking for. Exactly. That's really good. And so being able to, or, or having a streak like that where every day I ask or I write down at least one question, mm -hmm. That has so many far-reaching implications. I think that that's a streak that you could have for a very, very long time for and the rest of your life and, I agree. and profit from all the time. Because you can think about it at, in, well, think about um, people, places, and things, right? Mm -hmm. The nouns. So people, I could ask questions about people. What are the questions I could ask? What, where could I be information-wise? What's the last vacation you went on? Mm -hmm. What's your work or your employment? What got you interested in that type of employment? That's a little bit deeper. Little that bit goes deeper, into right, a little more personal, question. right? Um, what, where are some of the places you've worked? Where mm -hmm. are some of the places you've traveled in the world? I mean, all of those are information type questions, very non-confrontational, non-threatening, able to get a lot of information. In fact, small talk. There are individuals who are great at being able to use small talk as a defense mechanism. That because, won't ever yeah, go deeper. Never go they deeper. can they yeah. can continue with they can that continue is true. On I've, small talk. <laughs> and just and, and never just, go deeper. And never go deeper. You won't learn anything about anything. them personally. Right. I've experienced that as well. Now the other thing is I learned very early on um, when I was serving a mission how to uh, deflect questions with another question. And mm -hmm. you've heard that before too. Yes. 
where you can ask me a question and I can very quickly just turn that right around. Well, tell me a little bit about what you think. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I haven't answered the question at all. I've answered it with another question. And you hear this as an evasion tactic with a lot of different people that are out there. And not that we shouldn't. I mean, we need to ask questions of each other. So, so that's the other thing I guess I'd get to with core questions, just as we're talking about the application of it is you have to be willing to walk hand in hand mm-hmm. together. So there comes a point where you have to be willing to be vulnerable yourself. You have to be willing to share a little bit. To share some of the mantle and outer core questions. And by doing that, establishing an even better relationship. Right. That's a really good point because it is difficult to have a shared experience when only one person is willing to be vulnerable and answer questions. Right. And so that is really good. Um, that is fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you be willing to put um, the core questions on Tell you to what link I will it do. to? I will link it. And let's just do this. I'll show you. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see it on YouTube. I'll just share my screen here and you can see um, basically the core questions. And I'll, and I'll put it up here for just a second so we can have it up there. Hold on just a second. So I'm sharing it now. Are you seeing that, James? Yes. Okay. So that's the core questions. And it gives you a little bit of information on each one of those. It shows you the worldview and how you get into the core. And I believe that everyone is their own world. Mm. There's such a wealth of information that you could talk with an individual for all of their lives and still not know everything about them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with the questions and the trust that are established. But here here are the core questions. Feel free to um, take a look at this. Uh, just if you wouldn't mind, this is this is also a part of Streaking LLC. So that Streaking is one that owns this. But these are all the question, the layers of questions and some examples of what those questions might be. Might be. And I think setting a streak around asking. Asking questions. Because you were going to say person, place, or thing. You can ask questions around any of those things. Right. In fact, my geography streak started because I had a lot of questions about geography. And so that would there's times that I fulfill that streak by asking a question and finding the answer. Yeah. And and so I think that's and it's massive. I agree. Just getting better in every and I think the other thing too is we were talking, we've talked a lot about interpersonal because we were relating it specifically to being able to have shared experiences. But you could do this better on a professional level. I guess we've talked about it a lot on a professional level mm-hmm. too, in terms of yeah. sales. But I think about engineers and scientists and students and teachers, all of us can get benefit, huge amounts of benefit from becoming better at asking good questions and being able to look at what those questions solicit Mm -hmm. do they solicit information insights application or experience or personal experience personal experience and you can ask those in any field like you said just Mm -hmm. like you said there so well thanks for asking me all about this today this has been that was kind of fun what did you think i i loved it i was curious how you were going to be able to take core questions from a teacher-student situation, teacher is asking students core questions to, can you use those same, that same understanding in interpersonal questions? And it was, I'm like, yeah, you totally can. The thing that I come away with, and this is why I set the streak, is that it does take practice. Yeah. And, but the thing that's amazing about the streak is that it affords me 
the opportunity to remember to practice. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes. that's what I feel like happens is that it's something important, but definitely not something. I mean, I can survive my whole life and not ever learn how to ask better questions. Yeah. That's... I'm, I'll miss, I may miss a lot, but, right. but I could get through life. Here's one other thing that I'll say about core questions. And you had mentioned it right up front, and I think it's a good bookend. It does take courage to ask the questions. Very much. Because yes. there's a responsibility that comes with the answer. Mm. So the courage is, boy, I'm going to ask this sensitive, what could be sensitive question. Yeah. And there's a responsibility that comes with the answer, which is I am going to respect and also hold dear what you tell me. And that's responsibility. So oftentimes you'll hear, don't ask a question you don't want to hear the answer, the answer to. to. And, Which I agree with, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes it takes it preparation. If you're going to ask the question, do you really want the answer? Right. It comes with responsibility. And core questions have responsibility attached to them. Because so. when I've, I've been in situations where, uh, in fact, I was, do, I was giving core questions to a youth group and I was teaching them how to ask these questions. And so I was asking one particular individual. I had asked him up to the front and asked him if it was okay if he and I had a discussion and if I asked him these type of core questions. To teach the, to to teach teach the methodology. Yeah. yeah, and he said that's fine. And so he was an individual that was interested in motocross. And in motocross, uh, he you know had a great bike and he said he loved doing all the jumps. And so I started out with information. That's really great. A lot of, inf- a lot of good information there. I said, what are some of the things that helped you to fall in love with motocross? You know, and he shared a little bit more. So now we're down into the mantle because he's talking about what had him fall in love with biking. I said, wow, it sounds like you really like it. Have you been doing it recently? So I'm a little bit up into information. He said, well, no, I had a massive accident uh, a year and a half ago. I said, oh, really? So now he shared something with me that's quite, that's, that's starting to drop down a little bit. The information is there. Everyone knew that he had an accident. But now I'm going to ask a question that's probably going to be sensitive. And I'm going to say, what happened? Information. Once he shared that, I said, so what did you feel when you were in the hospital? Okay, now we're into an area that starts to get pretty sensitive. So then he started to share what happened in the hospital. And he talked about a really, and I won't share it here, but a really neat experience. And I asked him what that experience did for him. And he started to cry in front of, and this is in front of a youth group of about 30 people. And they're, wow. and they're, they're all boys. So think about that. You're in front of a youth group, all boys. We have this really serene, silent moment. And he, and he, and he's crying. And he starts to tell me about what that did for him and how he was so appreciative to the people who were involved in that. And it was just this moment where everyone sat back and we, did, we didn't have much to say. And that's one of the things that happens at the core is it's, you almost get quiet. Mm-hmm. It, it gets to this place where you really feel something differently. And at that moment, um, you know, he recognized something in his life that he hadn't before. And it helped him, helped restore his faith. Later, so that moment ended, um, and a lot of times coming back up out of a core moment, it takes a little bit of breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's and sometimes humor does help you come back out of that right. in a good way. Not humor make fun of, but humor like, wow, that was that was really intense for all of us. Right. 
and we go back up out of it. I finished teaching the lesson and afterward, um, one of the other adults that was there with me pulled me to the side and said, we knew, we all knew about that accident. We never knew the feelings that he had or what just happened there. We've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Now, as I share that story, that had nothing to do with me. Yes, I was questioning. Yes, I was there and asking. It had everything to do with what he was willing to share and a little bit, well, a lot of our response to it. Yeah. A positive, wonderful response to it. So I would say in that situation, him willing to share the part that you played was recognizing that this is a very personal experience and I have a responsibility to treat it with respect and kindness and compassion and allow him to take it where he wants to. Yeah. So let, let, let's take one step further. I know we're, we're out of time. One step further. So let's say someone in the audience was uncomfortable because it was really sensitive mm-hmm. and they cracked a joke right. or made a little bit light of it. I then have a responsibility to protect the individual that shared their core. So how would I do that without ruining either experience, mm-hmm. right? So someone cracks a joke, uh, and let's say so. You know, let's let's call someone this in individual the Peter, kind the of... one that I had the experience with Peter, and let's call someone else uh, Roger. So Roger cracks a joke. I look at Roger and I say, Roger, this is sensitive for you too, isn't it? So that you can validate. I validated both, both. in that moment. Yeah, and it was with a core question mm-hmm. or that was probably a little bit of an outer core question and being able to say that help people say we're kind of in a sensitive spot and i could see that this right. is sensitive for you too and yeah we can get uncomfortable and, and make jokes about that so that we can get it. out of that sensitive spot exactly yeah well streakers thank wow thank you jamie that we was went uh... right back down to the core let's get back up to the mantle <laughs> yeah, and, sign you. and sign off you can find us on twitter facebook instagram <laughs> streakingmastery.com you know what the other thing that talent and i did yesterday is if you type in streaking to win www.streaking to win that will oh, take you to streaking great, mastery great. Um, any of those. So we've got a lot of different extensions that point to Streaking Mastery. Also, download the app and follow along with a lot of the streaks that, you know, streaking is a vulnerable sport yes, because we're asking you to do something that's laughably simple. And everyone, we can all have a good laugh about it. And we laugh at it in the best and most well-intentioned ways because we know the laughably simple allows us to be able to overcome some of the task initiation and barriers that we have to starting something. Yep. So everyone, download the Streaking app. Join with us in posting and also looking at streaks. Celebrate with everyone. It'll be fantastic. You can also reach, if you have any questions about core questions, or anything about streaking, please feel free to shoot me an email at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, at streakingmastery.com. You can also email Jamie. J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. That was funny. And follow us on all the places that Jamie mentioned. Until we talk again. Keep asking questions and keep streaking.